God is with you. Let us pray. God of love and wonder, we know that you are with us. You're with us whether we are two or three, whether we are thousand, or whether we are in the infinite, eternal silence in which we are alone and completely and fully in unity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As an Episcopal priest with a fair amount of wanderlust, I have been to a lot of churches. I've been to medium churches where the people dress up and sing from the hymnal. I've been to mega churches in places that would otherwise be called arenas. I've been to the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. I've been to Notre Dame. I've been to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem and Cristo Redentor in Rio. I've been to Cappadocia and Turkey and Petra in Jordan where churches were carved out of rock. I've been to the Rothko Chapel in Houston, the Glass Thorn Crown Chapel near Eureka Springs in Arkansas. I have seen some churches. But one of my favorite churches anywhere is a tiny little chapel in Austin, Texas. After I finished undergrad, I moved to Austin. I spent some time playing music and made ends meet by flipping burgers and working as an outdoor guide. Throughout all of that, I still felt a call to ministry. So Sunday mornings, while all my friends were passed out from the shows we'd played just a few hours before, I'd wake up and tiptoe out of my house and bike up to Hyde Park Presbyterian. It is a cookie-cutter chapel, wood floors, wood pews set on a slight diagonal, red carpet down the center aisle, ceiling fans, sliding windows from the days before air conditioning. The place is picturesque. Apparently, it's become a hot spot for weddings. But when I was there, it was in decline. The paint was chipped and peeling. The doorknobs were loose. I don't think they had a pastor. Occasionally, they'd have students from the seminary preach. There were like eight, maybe ten people there on a Sunday morning. The beauty of the space and the kindness of that people is familiar these days. One Sunday when I arrived, there was just the preacher, the sexton, and me. But it was a beautiful morning, and I felt the presence of the divine as surely as I felt the wood grain of the pew. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This passage has always rung true for me. I have felt 
the ineffable divine presence more acutely when talking of the eternal with a friend in the woods than I felt at Joel Olstein's Lakewood megachurch in Houston. I think this falls in the broader biblical category of abundance versus scarcity, loaves and fishes and the like. Less is more. I think one of the reasons for that is that and there's an awareness around our vulnerability. In small groups, we can be more attentive and more vulnerable. We can risk judgment by sharing our opinions honestly. We can practice trust. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Greek word in the New Testament that we translate faith also means trust. The practice of trusting others is instrumental in developing our spiritual identity. We must develop practices, parts of our lives in which we trust others if we are to grow as human beings, as followers of Jesus, as people seeking spiritual development. That is not always easy. Sometimes it's particularly hard in small groups like churches and teams and bands or, say, families to get along. Sometimes we break the trust of others. One of my favorite podcasts is called The Anthropocene Reviewed. It entails John Green, the author of The Fault in Our Stars, reviewing various aspects of our time, the Anthropocene, on a five-star rating, much like a Yelp review. He reviews everything from chemotherapy to the Taco Bell breakfast menu. In his podcast on mortification, on being mortified, he described an incident in which he was going to a bookstore in the suburbs of Chicago to do a book signing in promotion of his first novel. When he arrived, only two people had come to the signing, one of whom was his boss. He decided to go ahead with his planned presentation he read from his book to a crowd of two. Green accidentally read a passage about a failed going away party that concludes with the line, the only thing worse than having a party that no one attends is having a party attended only by two vastly, deeply uninteresting people. He looked up at the two people who were gathered. <laughs> broken hearts, broken trust, where two or three are gathered. Sometimes that's how it goes. For the most part, community, no matter how small, can help us develop trust, whether it is trusting our partners, trusting our friends, trusting our teachers, or trusting the people we meet in a place like St. Mike's. Our personal relationships help us develop behaviors that inform and enrich our relationship with the divine and 
vice versa. Amidst this pandemic, amidst the uncertainty of this election period, amidst climate change, species extinction, etc., 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 it is tempting to think that we are up a creek without a paddle. It is tempting to suffer from trust amnesia, a trust shortage or trust scarcity, forgetting God's presence and guidance and grace. Like the loaves and fishes, like the Israelites eating in the desert, like the empty tomb of our daily lives, God reminds us again and again that there is always enough, that we live in connection where two or three are gathered. I am there with them. Amen. The mustard seed this week is to gather two or three friends and pray for something. You don't have to be physically present. You can just reach out to two or three people and ask them to pray for the same thing you are praying for. You could pray for health, healing, end of the pandemic, some sanity for yourself, some grace. You could pray for the election. You pray for whatever you want. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray this week for all who are transitioning into school, both parents and students. We pray for victims of coronavirus in the congregation of St. Mary's Lompoc. We pray for Shyla and Evan in their adoption process. 
and for UCSB. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.